Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I celebrate the arrival of spring with blooming azaleas, the dawn of justice, and RuPaul raining on your parade. And I just know we'll have a good time. Happy Easter! Happy Easter. Did you have a Cadbury egg? Um, I had a peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter egg. Oh, well, that counts. Yeah, I do that. Is is, is the Cadbury your go-to Easter candy? I actually haven't had any Easter anything. Uh, and what? I've been trying to be good. Although one of our good friends, um, Ben Mandelkirk, champion of chocolate treats, he loves the Reese's. He loves the, like, the super cut, the uh, big chunk Reese's. Oh, yeah. I think the peanut butter to the chocolate ratio was off on those. But he texted me uh, a picture of a Cadbury bug that was like chocolate on chocolate. It's like chocolate center and chocolate egg. Uh-huh. Which just gave me visions of like a murdered out Chrysler. Just that so it's black on black on matte finish. All these like bizarro candies. The, the Reese's were like extra chunky and the Cadbury's had chocolate on chocolate. That sounds like kind of like reject candy or something that you get at like the, the bargain minute, like one of those like wholesale candy you know sellers or something well yeah that's all going into the bargain bin after this weekend for sure oh yeah it'll it'll super discounted 85 percent off for sure but i think i need to find this chocolate on chocolate cadbury egg just to try it i don't know remember the last time i've had a cadbury egg as a kid uh, we used to get so excited about them as an adult i just feel like sugar coma nausea yeah there's so much so so much going on in that little candy center there that yeah it's a little I like a diabetes dirty bomb mm-hmm. exactly did i ever tell you that time when i went to the uh jelly belly jelly, jelly bean factory no you didn't and there was like this older woman there and we were we were doing the tour through the factory i don't know why this made me think think of jelly but i guess just because of easter and like the, the jelly beans and yada 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 but uh we went on this tour of the jelly belly jean bean factory in like northern california mm-hmm. and we went on the tour and you get to go through the factory and this older woman was like our tour guide and you know they're like all these different flavors of the jelly belly jelly beans like there's like popcorn and Are strawberry the ones with the trick flavors too sometimes they get like a little hairy they get like a little bit Harry Potter with it, or they might be like a special Harry Potter collection. But anyway, there's so many different flavors. And this one older woman that was our tour guide, um, there was a margarita flavored jelly bean. But for whatever Ooh, that's reason, that's my flavor. Ooh, yes. But for whatever reason, she could never say margarita and she kept saying marijuana. And so, <laughs> like, and like every jelly bean, every flavor jelly bean had like their own special section. And like we were like in the little go kart passing by the margarita margarita flavored section. And she's like, "There they go, they're making the marijuana, making the marijuana flavor." She was the like, tour guide. Yeah, I think that she might have tried her own specialty blend of marijuana flavor. Right. She yeah. had a special batch of jelly beans. Yeah, but they were making the marijuana. Anyway, now, did they have a big ball pit of jelly beans? Because that's what I picture at the factory. It was like a huge ball. It was sort of like it was almost like Scrooge McDuck and his gold, but mm-hmm. it was just jelly beans. Yeah, like all jelly beans, like just filled to the brim of like you know huge Jelly Belly vault of 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 candies. Perfect. Um, what's going on? What's what's new? 
Mm, nothing's new, really. I know that this is Easter weekend, but it caught me off guard. These holiday weekends always catch me off guard. I guess Monday is a holiday in some to some, some people. Places? Yeah, okay. I guess kids don't have yeah. to go to school on that Monday after Easter, which yeah, I don't so, remember being a thing. I was I was surprised about that. I didn't realize that some people get that follow up after Easter Sunday. You know, after he has risen to. Well, for them to just relax. No, is that because some people think that maybe he actually was risen on the Monday and not the Sunday? Because I've, I've seen some things about people trying to work out the math between that three days between Friday morning and Sunday morning, three days and three nights, because it's not. Oh, oh so this is like people's employers like hedging their bets, you know, for, for the when he actually rose. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I can barely keep up with Easter. Yeah. So, um, well, I celebrated the holiday by uh, watching, like, you know, paranormal films, Perfect. talking about spirits and things, you know. Which paranormal uh, films? I revisited The Others with Nicole Kidman. I love that movie. So good, right? I love it. Really good. And you know what? Like, in watching it and seeing Nicole, I had to kind of give her some respect because that's a woman. That's a white woman who likes to rock some lace fronts. Yeah, she does. She actually kind of like started like the started like the the trend, I think. I think she was one of the first to really rely on some lace front technology. Really? What was her first what was her first lace front? Because I know she had those strawberry ringlets back in um Well, right. There's a certain curl to that hair. So, you know, like I think that you know, she just didn't want to like put that peaches and cream scalp under intense heat. Yeah, and Smart. she would just throw on a um a nice blown out bob, yeah. Rather than take take on that heat damage, um. I don't know. Let's see when I'll I'll check here. I want to say it was that one movie where she was like the crazy, uh, weather weather lady. Oh, to die for. I think maybe that that might have been her first turn in a late run. But like, since I am going to IMDb, like. Where has Nicole Kidman gone? Like, what's been going on with her recently? Because I haven't seen much or heard much about her 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 career or what kind of project she has in the works. Have you? That's a good question. Uh, she, and, I don't think she's really been acting in anything. I know that. I think she's just being a wife and being a mother. She's back home in Australia raising a kid that doesn't call her by her first name for once, and she's just enjoying the stage in her life. Yeah, she's just living. Yeah. Uh, well, no, wasn't she? She was just in that movie, actually, with Julia Roberts and Chiwetelegia 4. I don't, I don't think I know that one. What I don't think anybody it? saw it. Um, Julia Roberts played some, like, detective, I think, whose kid was murdered, and she wanted to go on this revenge journey. And okay. And maybe Nicole Kidman was the DA or some sort of uh, bureaucrat who was in Julia's path. But I remember okay. it was a big deal that they were paired together. Hmm. But it didn't do anything at the box office. Yeah, nobody cared but me. Yeah, I think this is definitely when the love affair started. It started with To Die For? Mm-hmm. I think so. Most definitely. Everything well, before that was not is, is, is not is not of worthy of any sort of mention. But I think that's really when it kicked off. Yeah, and I think that's when her career kicked off, too. Yeah, so, so that, that kind of makes sense. a smart career choice. She was also in Paddington, that uh, 2014 kids movie. Really? I heard that was actually a pretty good film. Yeah, I heard it was decent, too. And I heard she played a villain. I mean, I don't know that I'll I'll go see it, but that is interesting. I think she has been around making movies, and just people haven't been going to see them. Yeah, she's kind of been, like, overlooked 
these last these last couple of years are not overlooked so much as like I just feel like her career has sort of cooled down. I mean, I guess she's kind of busy. Like you said, she's living her life. She's at home. She's got her focus is, is isn't really on 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 the film so much. But look, I mean, she's got a lot a lot going on on her IMDb page. So there's there seems like there's plenty in store for us uh, come uh, 2016, 2017 from Nicole Kidman. Well, but, this is the last like season of American Idol, so she needs to go back to work. Keith Urban's going right, to be unemployed. The last season. She needs to get it into high gear. I think she's doing some sort of HBO series with uh, uh, with Reese Witherspoon, though. Oh. Um, that should be uh, coming out pretty soon. Um, so, And I think it's actually, yeah, it's on HBO. So, Obviously, I'm going to watch it. Be on the lookout for that. I also heard a rumor that she was going to be in Wonder Woman, but I don't think, I think that maybe those negotiations didn't work out and she's not actually going to be a part of that. I think if she was, we would know because that yeah. I think is in production now. Right. It just right. went into production. Um, yeah. But Renee Zellweger is coming back. Someone who's actually been out of the spotlight for a minute. She yeah. hasn't done anything in like six or seven years. I just saw that there's going to be a, a Bridget Jones's baby movie. Yeah, well, she's still trying to let that, that work she got done settle, I think. <laughs> That's why she kind of like took a took a little siesta for the work situation, you know? Right. She's like, I'm not going to get Meg Ryan. Nuh-uh, not me. So she's coming out. So this is the third Bridget Jones, right? Yeah, there's Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones, Edge of, Edge of Reason, and now Bridget Jones' Baby. Now, this is 15 years after the first Bridget Jones movie. Okay. Now, is this actually in in, uh, in alignment with the actual real-time chronology of, of the movies, or... Yeah, I have no idea. I literally know nothing about this movie except that it is on its way. Right, um, okay. Or or has there actually really been 30 years since the first one? But, you know, she's had the rejuvenation, and they're like, you know, we can actually back this up a little bit. We can we can actually say this is 15 years after. Right. Or, 30. Or it's even a prequel, even. Bridget Jones <laughs> to Teenage Years. Right. Well, so do you have any desire to see this or do you I have don't any know i have a dim recollection of having seen the first one and um thinking that it wasn't so bad i don't think i saw the second one i probably will cross paths with this third one on netflix at some point in the next two yeah. or three years but i will not yeah. go to a theater to see it i i, I have not I have not engaged in any of this this Bridget Jones adventures, so I don't know if I'll. I don't think I'm going to start on the third one either. But who knows? You never know. It, it could definitely be sort of like a Netflix kind of situation, and you just kind of binge watch and watch the first two, and maybe I'll hit it up when it comes out. Mm, have you seen any any movies in theaters? Well, that's yeah. I did actually see um, a film last week. I saw Hello, My Name Is Doris with. Oh. Uh, Sally Fields. Yeah, she's making out with uh, Max Greenfield from The New with Girl. With Max Greenfield, yeah. And you know what? I, I really love a Grandma Get It Girl, Get Your Act Together movie. Is uh-huh. there nothing better than that? <laughs> I just love it. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers for it, but it's basically uh, Sally Fields' character uh, is named Doris, obviously, mm-hmm. and she recently loses her mother, who she'd been caring for for, for many years. Oh, Doris. Oh, Dora, I know. And uh, so she's basically left alone in this house and she works for this company as a data entry person. And she encounters Max Greenfield, who plays like the new art director at 
the company and she basically falls in love with him and becomes obsessed with him and it kind of it's like a it's like a like a, a coming of age for a person who has aged um, <laughs> and basically um like befriends max greenfield and becomes a part of like his circle of friends and she's kind of like the old lady but is like you hangs out with like the hipsters it's you i think you'd, you'd really like it it's it's a fun story and she plays like this really quirky character does she who's ride a, a scooter or a skateboard at any point um like is it that kind of movie she does not ride a scooter or a skateboard well good because uh, i know she's on boniva there is there there are uh, there is a, there are like a few scenes when she goes to like this like electronic this electronica concert and she's dressed in neon day glow. She also wears a um a, like a little uh, hair piece like a fall, mm-hmm. and then she, she always wraps it with a headscarf like a little like a head tie. But she yeah like she, a, she like rocks a gidget? kind of like a gidget. So she's yeah. kind of doing a little nice throwback to her gidget days. Uh, on this one yeah but she's a quirky funny character and there are like all these daydream uh sequences and things like that where she and max greenfield their 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 romance blooms really only in in her mind um but it's a really cute movie and it was a lot of fun good i have to check it out i love an old lady movie i mean this is why i stuck by um grace and frankie so hard that's that's yeah that's why you were you were going so hard for grace and frankie and like all those nancy meyer films right exactly i mean give me you know like a like a a black and white tiled kitchen with really delicious like baked goods like sitting at the counter and meryl streep and alec baldwin and i'm in totally in um but yeah that's 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 what i saw this week i haven't yet seen Batman versus Superman, which mm. I'm 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 still going to see. You are going to see. I'm really I still I still have to go and at least see what's going on. Okay. Haven't had did you did you get the chance I to see it? I did see it. I did see it. I don't know if you want to hear anything about it, but I saw just it. Give it to me, just give it to me. Okay. Um well, first of all, it's having a huge opening. I think it's it's on pace to have the fourth biggest opening of all time globally. So that is something. The people don't lie. The people don't lie. They went out, they bought those tickets. Um, I don't think this was a 3D movie. So these are like, honest to goodness, regular movie tickets um, supporting this big, big record. record oh, so they're not over. doing it in 3D? I don't think so. I mean, I wanted no. to go see it at the Arclight and it wasn't offered in 3D. Uh, but I could be wrong. I feel like, I feel like Doris, even like Hello, My Name is Doris was offered, offered in 3D. <laughs> like everything is offered nowadays like you can't get away from it uh what are your expectations for the movie i have super duper low expectations honestly great i'm really only there for wonder woman just to see what happens you know her movie comes out next year yeah i really need to know if they do linda carter justice yeah in this one that's all i'm really concerned about okay well then i think you will enjoy this because for me the movie overall was disappointing and it was that's pretty much what i expected and i don't know like if you expect something to be disappointing and then you're disappointed by it then is it actually disappointing because it it's really met your expectations right it doesn't matter critics hated it it had like a 30 percent rotten tomatoes score um, oh ouch yeah and I think the problem, as we've talked about before, with all these DC comic Warner Brothers uh, superhero movies, is that they are just like persistently dour and joyless. Yeah, they're, they're just so kind of like serious. dry and dark. 
Yeah, just stubbornly so. And Zack Snyder, at this point, to me, is just like an Instagram filter of a director. And I'm tired mm-hmm. of his aesthetic. You know, 300 was cool. I thought Watchmen was super boring. Um, but I'll stay a stand for that Dion Ferris, I Know What You're Doing video. I think that's still his best work. Um, still but I'm, on- ti- I'm, still, I'm still on board for that. But I'm tired of this sullen, sort of gloomy take on everything. And Batman and Superman are huge comic franchises. Like, maybe the biggest. Warner Brothers sitting on a gold mine. Uh, and a movie called Batman versus Superman shouldn't be difficult to make awesome. And I think they just did everything they could to make it disappointing. I mean, uh, Holly Hunter was great. And who does she play? She plays like some uh, senator. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Wonder Woman's role. She was a, a welcome surprise. And that's played by Gal Gadot, right? Yeah. I thought she was great. I'm looking forward to her movie. And I think maybe it's just because we've never seen Wonder Woman on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting to actually see it happen. It's, it's been so long and I, I feel like there's always, there's, there's always been sort of like, you know, fans really kind of clamoring to have a woman superhero film and finally it's here. So I'm hoping that they, they do a good job. I mean, if it's any indication from the way people are reacting to her performance in Batman versus Superman, I think it's, it's going to be really, really good. Um, I don't really know that much about her. I know that she was in a fast and furious film a couple of years ago and yes, that's right. I, guess I know a little bit about her, but she's, I guess she was like in the Israeli army and she's like a martial arts master also was miss Israel as well. So she's, you know, she's a quadruple threat. Yeah. She's great. Um, and she was really, uh, I think, well represented in the movie. She kind of steals it from the other two. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman is is an unnatural fit, I think. Now, he- see, this was always my my thing that always gave me pause about this movie when they cast Ben Affleck, and I think that a lot of people are like this. It's like Ben Affleck, and not to be like you know uh, like an age Seamus, but like. I just couldn't get behind this whole dad bod Batman thing. Like it's like Ben yeah. really reached a point in your career where I don't know that you can really don the cape and the spandex. Okay. And okay. Do roundhouse kicks. Now this you is know where I, mean? I need you to have actually seen the movie. So when you do, we'll come back and we will discuss this scene in particular. There is like a CrossFit training montage that Batman goes through when he's like, I'm going to fight Superman where he's uh-huh. dragging tires and, you know, lifting anvils and doing pull-ups and Ben Affleck, he's, is, he's a big guy. He's a six, three, maybe like he's a big guy, but we all saw gone girl He's he's got the heft to him, but he's a puffy. He's not ripped. He's not cut. And in this montage, I think they did some trickery. They gave him abs. Okay, they gave him some Mariah spray abs. Some Mariah spray abs, and I'm not uh-huh. buying it. I don't okay. know. I, I, the Batman. I remember. Did you ever watch the the animated series Batman on Kids yeah. WB? Mm-hmm. I feel like Absolutely. they had so much success with that series, making it like it was dark, but it had a banter and it had a little bit of humor to it. And Batman had finesse and charisma. I don't feel like Ben Affleck brings any of that to that. And I think ever since Christopher Nolan got a hold of the franchise and rooted it in reality in the way that he did. Uh, and with um, who's that? Who's the other guy? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, this Batman, he's a lot more real uh, than the previous more, I guess, comic-y, cartoony Batmans. Just like us. He's just like us. I don't want him to be just like us. He's like clotting, brutish, and and brooding. And it doesn't, he doesn't 
make a convincing Bruce Wayne to me. And he doesn't make a convincing Batman. And he certainly doesn't make a convincing anything that can go up against Superman. This guy needs to have ninja-like abilities. And right now it yeah. just seems like, okay, someone can someone just get Batman a Paxel? Because all he does is frown and speak gruffly. Is there mm-hmm. any Zoloft in his utility belt? I don't know. So <laughs> well, I would definitely have to revisit it when I, when I, watch, when I watch it. Hopefully yeah. next week. Now, there's a theater by me that does the four... The 4DX experience. Now, I don't know about you, but like you're you're questioning this whole 3D thing. But there is a 4DX experience, and there's apparently wind and water, rain, Captain Planet. Like there's a lot of different (laughs) elements going on in this movie theater. So I next week maybe I'll just report on my actual experience in the theater. I'm really looking forward to this. There's like smell a vision. There's a lot happening. I'm so excited. No. No, not for me. You let me know how that works out for you. You I don't, don't get sprayed smell. by a monkey smell. in the face, right? I don't want to. I don't want the the post Batman P90X locker room smell. Yeah, I have face. a feeling you're going to get that. Hopefully, they'll omit that part. But yeah, that's how I'm going to treat myself next week. Oh, also this week I kind of fell into like a weird Instagram hole, and I have Whitney to thank for this. Okay. Or be angry at her about, but she introduced me to Cardi B. Do you know who Cardi B is? No, I don't. She she's like a love and hip hop something or she other. She was like a, a get it girl. Love and hip hop. I guess she was kind of like Instagram famous before then. She's also a dancer with quotation marks. With quotation marks. Um, but her Instagram is actually very very funny, and she's very comedic. And so, of course, I instantly fell in love with her, and I can't stop watching her Instagram videos. She now also has a mixtape out. I saw that. So she's on Spotify. Of course, everyone always has to have some sort of hustle when you go on Love & Hip Hop. Um, I did try to go and watch Love & Hip Hop, but I could only get through her scenes because her scenes are actually like kind of funny and entertaining. So I don't think I'm actually going to be a regular watcher. But she, if you have some time, you should just go to her Instagram and check her out. He also has like this funny like friendship love affair with her nail technician, Jenny. She always goes to Jenny. She always gets her nails done. They're always on fleek. She always like has a lot of rhinestones and bedazzlement on the talons. So yeah, you have to go check out Cardi B. I, I, I she's she's my 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 new guilty pleasure. All right, Cardi B. I don't think, I don't know. I've never seen an episode of Love and Hip Hop. That's okay. That's all okay. right. I can just do the Instagram. No one's shaming you for that. I would just go straight to the Instagram and Great, check her out. Because I'm not or, sure I'm ready to break that seal. But if you want to get kind of like, you know, if you want to go and get kind of gully and like, you know, you can listen to her mixtape too. I started to. I mean, it gave me it gave me some uh, little Kim vibes, honestly. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if I'll download it, but I, I gave it a solid preview. Yeah, and do, should we do we need to preview any of the tracks for this for this weekend for this week? <laughs> did, word, did you have any standout favorites? No, I don't think any of them are actually right. Yeah, <laughs> just leave them alone. Just leave them alone, mm-hmm. or play them in in the in the the privacy of your own headphones. Yeah. You don't want anyone to actually listen to you listening to this. Yeah, I don't think we need to preview any Cardi B. But it's available if you if you so choose to. Sure, if you want to put yourself through that. If you want to go through those, yeah. If you want to go through those motions. Mm-hmm. But Azalea Banks has got a new one. Oh, yeah. That's something you can listen to for sure. Yeah. That's one worth previewing. How do you feel uh, about her mixtape? It's not bad. I mean, I think I like the, the most uh, the most notable track on there, I think, is still the Big Big Beat. Are there any um, favorites for you? 
I um I really liked Riot. Uh, I like Along the Coast. Skylar Diggins is not bad. Big Beat, like you said, is uh still the standout. Let's preview a little bit of Riot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 a nice little bop. I like the I like the the mixtape overall. Yeah, it's good. She uh, I guess she leaked it because she thought her her engineer, her producer, was vindictively releasing tracks behind her back, so she just dumped the whole thing. Her mixtape okay, so is that- called Slay Z, which you know that's clever, I guess. Hey, it's a little allusion to Jay Z. Although he's not using that hyphen anymore, he dropped that hyphen a long time ago. So she's yeah. a little bit out of touch. Well, she's trying to pay, pay homage to her elders. Uh, now this, now this, there, this isn't, uh, this isn't purely coincidental that she's dropping Slay Z the same around the same time that Iggy, I almost said, Iggy Azalea has dropped her new single, Team. Uh, yeah. It would be one hell of a coincidence. Those two, it's yeah. so funny how like inextricably linked they are. Yeah. Well, the the Azalea and the Azalea. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was bound, you know, they were bound to be bond bonded together just by confusion anyway. Right. Um, did you happen to catch any of Iggy Azalea's new track? Or I know that we previewed a little bit of it when she put the um, little clip it out on Twitter, uh, but now the full song has been released, and she's actually done a few performances too. I think I, I saw her on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Any thoughts? I no, I didn't need anything more than that clip. It, I'm good. I saw her. Yeah. She was doing a couple of. Uh, she's been doing some promo for this this single into an album. I suppose there's an album on the way as well. I guess that's the expectation. And yeah, it's called about- uh, Digital Distortion. Yeah. Ugh, I don't need to be distorted by anything Iggy Azalea does. Listening to her emotional heartbreak um, and like the depression that she had after people dragged her online for all of the idiot things she was saying and doing. Yeah, so you're pretty much done. I don't know. Do you think like this is, you know, this is kind of uh, termed her comeback single. Do you think that she can actually come back? Is this is this not with this this single? Not without yeah, a little no, clip. No, it. I mean, no. you you heard the full version. It's not fair. I haven't heard the full version. I heard that I made a snap judgment based off of that clip. It that I am confident to stand beside. But let me give you the opportunity and and prove me wrong. Was it any good? You've heard the full no, version. I don't know. I, I I'm not necessarily. I mean, it's a little bit of a bop, but I don't necessarily see it going too many places. With that said, though, you never know with these smoke songs. Like there's like a slow, could possibly be like a slow burn, but there's nothing really dynamic about this and and the truth of the matter is while it's like wow she's she's singing her she's you know she's doing her own like you know vocals for mm-hmm. the hook um that really doesn't get you anywhere past just sort of like a pat on the back really i think that she only like her success really is based off of like a good melody and someone that can actually successfully execute singing of said melody and as she's not that that fantastic at, at doing that. So no, she's yeah. And, and I mean, especially really part of- as compared to uh, uh, Azalea Banks here, who can actually sing? 
who can actually sing. She can really, really sing. So I mean, she may not have a record deal, but she can sing. Right. She may be sans record deal, but she can, you know, slay those chords. Yeah. So hopefully, you know what? I mean, like we said, I really just want Azalea Banks to just come out and be successful and like live up to her full God-given potential. Right. Just get her life together. Go straight. Stand straight right. and narrow. Stop trolling people on Twitter. This may be a step in the right direction. You know, a couple of weeks ago, she actually quit all social media. Mm. But is that has that still held true? I don't know. I mean, I guess she actually leaked this mixtape, so you didn't really quit social media, No, right? she did not. Yeah. Right? You, you know. She didn't quit SoundCloud. Yeah. She's still up on there. So but we'll see. better a SoundCloud than sticky Twitter fingers. Exactly. Than a, like a hashtag missile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So anyway. good for her. And you know what? Good for Iggy Azalea. I, I hope. I know she's here on a work visa. <laughs> so I hope that she can continue to work. Well, it, after this one, it may be revoked. Because yeah. I don't know if this is actually can be considered doing any work. Well, maybe she can go back to Australia and do some recon and figure out what Nicole Kidman is up to. That's right. Maybe she can be on her lace front team. Yeah, there you go. She's got a future. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Well, you know what? I, I, I was kind of giddy this Easter morning because I thought I was going to get a Beyonce album. I know. We all were bracing for that Easter egg. They're uh, constantly like baiting us with these little yeah. little clues here and there. Here it, is. here it comes. Oh, it's going to come this holiday. It's like, okay, it'll come Memorial Day. Oh, no, it's going to be 4th of July. It's going to – like every single holiday, we're just going to be waiting around like – with bated breath, hoping that, that she drops the album. That's why I, I didn't really get excited for it. And I'm not getting excited for anything for Beyonce. I'll be excited when it's here, but you're not going to get me but all keyed then, up in anticipation of something that I know is just not going to happen. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm going to start taking a Beyonce Xanax and just calm down about this whole thing. Yeah. And just when it when it happens, it happens, and that it, and and that's that. And hopefully, it ha- hopefully it happens soon, and hopefully it's a big event and it's great. But until I then, will resist I'm good. all temptation to click on these clickbaity articles saying she's dropping it tonight. It's happening next week. Oh wait a minute, it's happening in four hours. No, wait a second. On second thought, no, that's just a Solange. Blo- you know, I'm just going. When it happens, it happens, and that's that. Right. Her tour is launching, I think, next month. It's launching in April. Hopefully, there will be a new album by then to support that. Maybe she'll have new material to perform on the road. Um, right now, the rumors are that I, or I guess what t- was tipping people off is that she had a number of unlisted videos on Vivo. Right. That's what the Beehive was talking about. Apparently, there are 130 videos in like the Vivo, Vivo vault but only like 17 of them are actually available to view. And so that's what sort of like set this new, like Beyonce release tripwire off uh, on social media. But yeah. And I know we I all know how she likes yeah. to do a music video dump. She likes to do a, a video for every song and then release them all at once. What do you think those shoots are like? Budget. Uh, but yeah, quick turnarounds, quick turnaround, <laughs> um, like iPhone, I feel like everybody gets paid at a PA rate. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad either. I would be. The, I would be a, an intern. I would do a kickball change 
Yeah. I would make the sandwich. I would make the bologna sandwiches for, at craft services. Mm-hmm. I would do it any, anything. I'd, I'd do it the orange slices. Right. I would do that. Yeah. I'm, I, let me get involved. I'll take an intern. I'll, I'll be an intern on set. Yeah, but for one video. You're not signing me up for all 15 of those videos that she's doing. I just want to yeah, see one. Just, just one. Yeah. Just one. Okay, so we're just going to calm down. We're going to wait for it happens to happen. And when it happens, we'll just we'll talk about it all day. But until then, I'm slowing down. I'm slowing my roll. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, something uh, something concrete we can look forward to is... Uh, Miley Cyrus and Alicia Keys joining The Voice. I don't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I guess I guess that's kind of interesting. I mean, it's kind of surprising that Miley at this point. I don't know. Is is where is she in her career right now? I guess she this she is at that point already. It happened so quickly. It It happened happened so quickly, so fast. I think that once she. You know, did those that those MTV Video Awards, and she released that that Dead Pets tribute album or whatever for free. Things kind of turned around and got kooky and weird and backfired on old Miley, and now she's got to do the voice to try to recapture the hearts and minds of Middle America. Is this her Dancing with the Stars moment? I I, I think is this so. Miley joining the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I, I think that she's gonna like, yeah. I think this is where where it all starts. In ten seasons, the voice has never been kind to a female judge. I mean, this season, this next season will be different because they'll have two for once, and they'll have one a, f- a female judge who isn't blonde. Alicia Keys is is a real anomaly up there. Well, Shakira's on there. Oh, she's not really naturally blonde. Well, who really is? They right? made her wear a blonde wig. If you go back and watch the season, she's sitting up there and she's wearing a blonde lace front. And I'm like, no. Shakira has a lot of hair. Why is she wearing that wig? Did it again. Okay. <laughs> yes. Flock of seagulls, Shakira. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Th- I think this is the this is Miley's. This is Act Three. What what act is this for? I don't know. But like, this is yeah. This is where she. This is what happens. This is what happens when you show your ass and you start feeling yourself a little bit too much. Right. And then people start backing off, and you release that album was just so weird. Yeah, and her behavior like, has been weird and antagonistic. Yeah, I don't know where it's going. Actually, I don't know. I think this is just Miley kind of doing what she wants to do. I don't really think that she's at that point where she she needs the voice. It's strange that she's taking she's taking this this job because she's also she's actually also filming an uh, an Amazon series. Uh, that Woody Allen, I think, is directing and producing. Oh. So that's something. Is she in that whole series? Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, so it's See, then this like, is Miley being one step ahead of the rest of us. She knows what she's I, doing. She's just yeah, sort that, of like re-endearing I, herself on this nationally Emmy-winning uh, reality competition singing series. Yeah, and I think this might kind of be like a Franco move. Like, remember when James Franco did General Hospital and everyone's like, what is a movie star doing General Hospital for? I think that, well, James Franco did it because he's James Franco and he's weird and he likes, you know, he likes to, like, play with different types of uh, entertainment mediums and things like that. It was kind of more like of an academic thing for him. Mm-hmm. And not to say that this is anything like anything similar like that for Miley, but I think that 
in that same vein. James Franco does what James Franco wants to do. And Miley Cyrus does what Miley Cyrus wants to do, too. I don't think this is indicative of of really the the status of her career or, or the threat of like the, the decline of her career by any means. I think that she just wanted to kind of do the voice because she wanted to she, like her Instagram and her Twitter weren't enough to, to spout off out her, like, you know, marijuana 420 references, you know? Ooh, yeah. How many 420 references is she going to work into the season of the voice? Oh boy. I don't Between know. Between her I, and Alicia Keys. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, who who yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um so yeah, I think this is just her kind of wanted to do her own little thing and and have have fun on this this show. Um I for Alicia this is the now this is where, you know, she does kind of need to reintroduce herself to the public and and, and and it's a good way. I don't know. I just don't understand this show still every time someone wins you forget about them you and never hear from them. Again. Never hear from them. Like it's like they still just remain a voice and don't become personalities or they don't become stars. They just go away and they ride off into the sunset. I don't understand what the appeal is. Right. The payoff. The payoff. Yeah. I actually watched a lot of TV and movies this week. I also, uh, speaking of like, like what makes a winner? Like this whole the fact that Top Model is coming back. Did you, you know, yeah, the VH1. Um, well, recently it's it's speculated that uh, Karush Tran, the the ex boo of Chris Brown, will be taking a seat on the judges table of this new reboot of America's Next Top Model. And I'm like, good for her. Get hers. Yeah, good for her. And that makes sense in a VH1 universe. I can see in it. a VH1 world. I think this makes sense. But again, like no one. There is going to be no top model discovered on this show. Ever. No, that 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 is no longer the point. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, we've always known this is a falsehood, but even with this reboot, like given that they're going in this direction, like I don't think now, you know, I don't think Karush really really knows all that much about what makes a model. No, not at all. But you know what? VH1 got a hold of this show. They said, we're going to put it back on the air, but we're going to bring these production costs way down. How are we going to do that? We're going to hire Karuchi Chan to be a, 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 a judge and we're going right. to pay her in Flaming Hot Cheetos. Right. And it's going to be it's going to be great. You think people are going to watch this on VH1? I mean, yes. I guess there is, there's always a place for top model shenanigans yep. in people's, you know, uh, guilty Guilty pleasure rotation, right? Yeah, I feel like it fits like right in their lineup. I feel like it'll be great right after Basketball Wives and between Love and Hip Hop and all, all those VH1 series. And Mob Wives is going off. This is their final showdown, so they need something to replace it with. Is that the one with Big Ange? That's right. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but one reality show that I was watching uh, that's on Amazon is the... Uh, the docu series about the CFDA, the Fashion Fund. Did you have you seen no. any of that? No. What is this? Oh my god, I'm like obsessed with it. But uh, What's it it's about? basically it's the Vogue CDFA Fashion Fund. They choose a winner every year. It's basically to support and promote American designers. Um, you know, previous winners were like Alexander Wang and Marquesa and Rodarte, and um, the list goes on and on and on. But it's basically a docu series that follows the like the, the I think it's a ten finalists uh, who are vying for uh, the CDFA award, which is like four hundred thousand dollars, and this mentorship with one of like the top you know fashion industry 
um, figures in America. So like Anna, Anna Wintour is on the council, which is already television gold, right? To have Anna Wintour on. Diane von Furstenberg, Jenna Lyons from J. Crew. And I guess what I'm saying is, is that like of, of all like the reality competitions, at least you know that the person who's getting uh, awarded the CFDA fund is actually legit. Yeah, like, this is someone who is legit. So, like, I feel like I have more of a vested interest in watching this and continuing to watch this because it's really giving you like real deals. Like, that's why I can't even really get down with like um, Project Runway anymore because no one ever really blows up from Project One Runway, or never, no one ever really actually makes it to be like the next top fashion designer. It's not just since not Christian Siriano, and it, like Christian Siriano has even kind of been like. He's sort of like B minor. I mean, you know, he's yeah. like, he's very talented for sure, but he's not like he. But he dresses the, big the real, girls on know, the red carpet. You know, the, you know who the real winner of uh, Project Runway was? Who? Michael Kors. Michael oh, Kors yeah. Yeah, yeah. is the real winner. You know, because before my uh, before you know Project Runway, I mean, of course, he's a celebrated designer, but this kind of like you can't walk down the street without you know like getting hit in the face with like five Mark Michael Kors bags. That's um, true. Now so, Isaac Mizrahi is trying to catch some of that shine, trying to boost his target line. That's right. Well, it's yeah, his HSN line. We'll see about that. But you know, yeah. his on his on camera shenanigans with Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. I don't. He's not. He's not reality TV ready, or maybe he's too ready. Yeah, he, he might be too ready. He's not too ready. Did you ever see his documentary? His black and white documentary with the '90s supers with like. He's oh yeah, that was a good one. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic, classic flick. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, you know, there was a there was an article about Isaac. Uh, I think it was in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago because there's this big um, retrospective of his work at the Jewish History Museum in New York, and so he just goes on to talk about his career and where it's at now, and like you know now him working. I think he's working with HSN exclusively, hmm. and he's doing like you know ponchos and pantsuits and things like that which are apparently really successful well yeah ponchos are huge on uh, on hsn right now that's right Just well like, we know nini nini has a like a a, a peekaboo shoulder poncho that she's trying <laughs> she to does. trying to pedal yeah um so you know if there's room for nini there's room for isaac yeah uh, but uh yeah and so the article basically just talks about you know kind of the progression of his career and like where he's at now it's kind of interesting yeah it's in, it, it, that anyway, is interesting but um, you should definitely check out the cfda on amazon it's a lot of fun how many you episodes can, is it I, right now it's only five i think an episode comes out every single week uh-huh. um so they haven't crowned the winner yet this is season three but i think that the only season that's on amazon i think it was on like another network maybe it was on like ifc or some something else for the previous two seasons that they started filming um, the actual like process of selecting the, 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 the winner of the CFDA. Um, but I think, yeah, it comes out weekly. So it's a nice, it's a really quick sort of weekend binge watch that I recommend. It's, I think each episode is about 40 minutes. Hmm. So you can really get through them really quickly. Now I will say that while all these designers are super legit, it did then reinforce like my, like, hard eye roll to like fashion and fashion designers like the personalities on the show like they're really nice people they're all great Mm -hmm. but there's just something kind of like 
so like fashiony and off-putting about it about them and then like you're just sort of kind of annoyed by them so i don't even know if i'm actually who i'm rooting for like i don't think there's anyone that's necessarily completely lovable it's kind of like a hate watching thing i basically am only watching it because they're legitimate designers who have good work mm-hmm. and on a wind tours in it right which i'm surprised yeah. i haven't heard about this on a wind tour doesn't do a lot of tv yeah, it's kind of it was really under the radar. I was surprised. I just saw it going like, kind of flipping through Amazon Prime one night and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" Um and you know, cuz like when you first like sometimes those like fashion uh like document documentaries or series can be really really dour and dry and mm-hmm. so like self-serious. So I was like, "Oh, and you know, but they they actually it's it's really well produced and they do like kind of bring in like an entertaining uh, dramatic element to the whole whole show, so it is. It it, it does. De- it definitely catches your attention. So check it out. Yeah, I have to get back into Amazon. I know uh, Catastrophe is coming back for season two, so I'll be have to. I'll have to reactivate my Amazon Prime so I can watch. You got to go back there. I guess. Who so. watches? Speaking of which, like, am I at that age now where I should start watching Bosch? You know, is that like, I feel like it's almost that time where I'm getting to that point where I'm like, I'm really into watching Bosch. Like uh-huh. just get home at night, long day at work. I'm just going to watch some Bosch. I don't That's even know your, what it's about. Me neither. But, but I know just, that it's going to be your like Columbo. It's like this it's generation's cool. Matlock or whatever it is. Yeah. I might as well just like bust out a Stouffer's Hungry Man, warm it up and just sit in front of the TV and watch Bosch. I'll watch my Bosch. Well, I got to watch my Bosch. What's on the night? I'm just gonna catch up and watch some Bosch. I'm happy to say I don't know what that is. I don't know anything about it. It's on Amazon. I thought it was on Netflix. No, no, Bosch is an an Amazon. An Amazon. <laughs> Bosch is an Amazon. I don't Amaz- even know where to find it. That's I don't even fine. know what Bosch is. Yeah. Are there any Bosch? Are there any Bosch lovers? Maybe this is another. You know, I think that you know we have been sleeping on some of the Amazon uh, content, and maybe we just need to get into it. Yeah. Maybe we should just do a special Amazon uh, series. Maybe we should. Amazon Prime episode where we just talk about all the all the all the the options, all the stuff we've been we've now, been ignoring. But if we do go that route, like transparent is going to be really quick because they I had to leave the series season two after the bathtub scene with Judith Light. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't need to see that. <laughs> You're intolerant. You're ageist, sexist. Judith Light is a treasure. No, that was that was just a. It was an intimate portrait. Talk about that wasn't that. Talk about like a 4DX experience. (laughs) I mean, I can't unhear those noises. Talk about a lace front in danger. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, the the splashing of the water and the. I mean, (sighs) did she get an Emmy for that? Oh, I guess it's too early. Too it's too early. To it's too soon to tell. Oh man, I can't even. I, is, is it an Emmy or is it something else? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, maybe we will kind of go back and review some of the some of Amazon's Amazon's content because, like I said, I don't know what a Bosch is. Do you know what a Bosch is? I have no idea. Mozart in the Jungle is supposed to be very good. That's right. Well, Gael uh, won the um, the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a series for it. So they've got some good stuff going on. I, I guess find that Amazon interface so unapproachable. How so? It's just it's not uh, it's not a an appealing interface. 
like Netflix is very user friendly. I like mm-hmm. going to that site. It, it interfaces well with um, like across platforms on my laptop, on TV, on Apple TV. The Amazon okay. one is so like clunky and it feels like a dial up. I feel like I'm signing on to Netscape Navigator. Well, once you enter the matrix mm-hmm. and take the blue pill, mm-hmm. you, that that will all just be behind you. You just have to go for it. Just go go with it. Okay. Just go with it. All right. I'm going to dig into it. I did watch okay. the first season of Catastrophe and I really enjoyed it and I planned on going back to it when it when it when the new season it premieres, I think this month or next month. Okay. So we'll So see. yeah. Amazon kind of is kind of the 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 Jan to Netflix's Marsha, huh? Yeah, but so, they're holding on. They're holding on. They're doing okay. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll just do a, a, a like a a streaming series special. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you streaming anything else interesting? Um, right now, I, uh, I I I I watched a couple episodes of Characters on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. a couple episodes of that too. It was very interesting. Yeah, so the first uh, two episodes were really funny. The first one was with Lauren Lapkus, who I don't know if you've seen Orange is the New Black. She yep. plays like correctional officers on there. Yeah, she's uh, also in Jurassic World. Right, right, yeah. So that one was really, really funny. And then the second one was okay. But then the third one with Henry Zabrowski, there were, it was just it was just really i don't know it was a wild one it was a wild one and i it wasn't it didn't really do it for me <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty hit or miss i'm a huge caperland fan i thought her episode was really funny mm-hmm. um, but yeah i thought it was an interesting project they're not all great so you have to pick and choose yeah so i think i'm gonna just cherry pick the next couple ones that i watch so but yeah I am watching that, um, and I'm also – I finally, finally saw the Bollywood episode of Fuller House. <laughs> uh, Congratulations to me, and it was, it. it was a treat and a prize. Yeah. Does that mean that you watched all of the other episodes, or did you cherry-pick that one as well? Because wasn't that the no, last episode? No. Well, I think that I'm almost on the last episode – so yeah, that was the last one that I watched. So I think I have one more episode to go, and then I am done. I have finished it. I have achieved it. I made it through all of Fuller House. You did it. I did it. And you're better for it. I am better for or it. Or something. Something like that. Yeah. There was something. so much dancing. There was so much dancing. Any they, excuse. Any excuse for a dance routine. I mean, and the excuses were so weak. Like I don't even understand how Stephanie Tanner found the time to, to do or to figure out Bollywood choreography right. or why, or why they were throwing the Bollywood party in the first place. I guess this is one of Kimmy Gibbler's uh, party planning ideas, but, uh, but I'm sure glad they did. And you know what? Stephanie Tanner was getting it. I don't know. She's going to be a, 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 a threat on that dancing with the stars. She is. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. I just Good hope she can stay sober. You know what? I think you should leave her alone. She's already said that she's moved past that, and you should too. <laughs> okay, I can't. I'm going to try to. Can, can, can she live? Can she live? Can she? All right. So did you catch the premiere of The Catch? I did on, on ABC, the new Shondaland show. All right. Yeah, it, uh, and it was okay. I guess it opened to kind of soft ratings. People didn't really show up for it, but I think 
um, Shondaland shows show greater strength in their like DVR numbers. So people are, are watching them more on their own time. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder have also been sort of softer this year in the ratings. They were much bigger hits last year. Anyway, yeah. the catch was kind of like, it's basically Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the, t- the TV show. Um, like we talked about last week, it follows this woman, Alice Vaughn, pre- played by Mireille Enos, as a private investigator in Los Angeles. And she's the victim of fraud by her fiancé, who she didn't realize is a big con artist, fiancé being Peter Krause. So, from Parenthood. I just saw- Security numbers, people. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Nobody's um, safe. It was it was all right. I'll probably check it out for a few episodes. Hopefully it gets stronger. Um basically in this first episode, the two of them are planning to get married. They're engaged. They're about to buy a like a two million dollar house. Mm-hmm. Um and then this guy pulls off this big heist and the company he works for is like, all right, you have to shut it down. Basically he's been playing this woman, Alice the whole time, uh, just trying to get information and access to this firm, this private investigate investigator firm that she, um, works for that she co-founded with her friend. And, uh, they, their security gets hacked. All of their information gets stolen and he disappears in the night. And so now she's going after him. And interesting fact in real life, Murray Enos is actually a, uh, certified black belt. That's right. Don't mess with Mireille. She's, yeah. she's, yeah. She'll give you a one, two kick. Now I feel like all, all the running and the chasing and things like that. Now she, I see her rocking a very, uh, sixties inspired cat eye. Mm-hmm. Is all that mascara going to like when she breaks a sweat is, is her views or like, is she, is her vision going to be obst- obstructed from all that? That's I, what I'm, I hope not. I hope not. I hope that that is like waterproof wing liner. Um, I hope it is. I hope they have a deal with Maybelline. We'll have to wait and see. I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's going to be a cross promotion with that, but that's all I could like in all the, the, the promo posters and things like that. She just had like a various like sixties cat eye. Yeah. Really like they've really uh, made an effort of um, divorcing her from her previous character that she, played on the killing and it was like no makeup she wore like these really big slouchy cardigans her hair was always like in a messy ponytail so she was playing me on this other show basically <laughs> <laughs> right it was like the david clark mysteries the mysteries of david clark that's right um but in this one she's like wearing like it feels like kind of like 60s go-go boots and you know minis and things yeah. like that long 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 hair falls and things so they've given her you know they've given her a change to her to her wardrobe and her glam look so yeah it's decent i'll, I'll yeah. stick around for it i'm there for that styling uh peter cross i like him i liked him on six feet under i really enjoyed yeah. him on uh parenthood on nbc i don't quite mm-hmm. buy him in this role just because i think he's been he's got dad bod and he's been dadified for me so but that's a part. Like a but that's a part of his, uh, like her, his, you know, a like un, like agent persona or like his like you know, undercover secret identity. Dad bod. He's he's assumed dad bod to kind of blend in. I see. I see. Maybe that's all part of the uh, the con, the long con. That's right. Right. He's he's yeah. He's taking a long form con and really committing to it. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. It's basically it's basically 
scandal with white people. Well, but no, I don't know if that's a fair assessment. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I knew it as soon as I said it. It's not. <laughs> not. I'm like, well, I mean, Carrie does like to do a hard galloping walk to make sure that that, that her her flip, her hair flip, you know, right. yeah, travels. You know, it it bobs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, other than the hairography. You know, I think that there are some marked differences. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching and and see where this goes, at least for one or two more episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Not getting overly invested. No, 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 no. So RuPaul had had a few things to say recently. Yeah. RuPaul's always got an opinion. Well, he's always got an opinion and it's always like so sage, isn't it? Usually. Yes. This time it's a little controversial. He's he's come up on um he's gone head to head with a national darling, this lip sync battle. Yeah, well he's really nation and he's not here for it. He's not here for them swagger jacking all the style from from RuPaul's drag race and basically boiling it down for straight male consumption. Now, do you agree with his assessment? Basically, he said that uh, Lip Sync Battle was a poor man's ripoff of what they do on Drag Race. Um, <clears throat> I think to a certain degree, I obviously there are um, there are similarities. In a lot of ways, it's lip sync performances in costume. Um, it's karaoke. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm there with him on this for sure, yeah. for sure. Hmm. Why you, you don't, you don't see it as, as a ripoff. You just kind of see it as them. Well, not necessarily. I think I have a, a hard time believing that straight people or mainstream state straight society has mm-hmm. uh, much of an awareness of what's going on on Drag Race. Hmm. And I can well, see where RuPaul is coming from. And certainly I think in this moment where lip syncing is suddenly very popular, I think drag race probably has a lot to do with that, but you know, drag culture doesn't own lip syncing. That's true. But if it wasn't for drag race, would there be a lip sync battle right now? That's really what he's, that's, that's the, that's the point that he's trying to make, I think. Right. And he, I don't know if he wants credit or recognition for that. I don't even think he wants credit or recognition. He just wants to make it make it be known that we were here first. That we were here first, and this is what that. we're doing. And you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I. But as far as like attention and things like that, I feel like Lip Sync Battle isn't that big. It's not like a huge like runaway successful show. You don't think so? I, what are the ratings like for it? Oh, I have no idea, but I just know that every five minutes I'm getting some sort of like a trending YouTube video about, oh, you know, Anna Kendrick and Channing Tatum go head to head on mm-hmm. lip sync battle. Look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt and blah, 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 blah. Every right. five minutes it's a lip sync battle. I don't know if people are tuning in to watch it on TV, but I know it is trending endlessly. Yeah, but I mean, so is, so is RuPaul's Drag Race, though, too. It has a huge social media presence and a lot of true but i don't think that there's a lot of overlap in that venn diagram there isn't a lot of over there probably isn't a lot of overlap in the people that are the audiences that are watching it yeah but i feel like it has the same effect in terms of like how people are interacting and like talking about it and discussing it so do we think that lip sync battle is 
do do we think that lip sync battle is RuPaul's Drag Race for heteros? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think. But that that's is what RuPaul is saying is that like you know there are a lot of sh- like it's not while like it's just it's it's RuPaul's Drag Race is just as much as you know all the similarities that it has to lip sync battle. I think that the point he was trying to make was, is that a lot of people in sort of like mainstream society are hesitant to eat even so, even if it's just people in costumes, lip syncing, watch RuPaul's Drag Race because of the gay element that's involved. Right. So lip sync battle is something that's just more safe and accessible to them. Sure. While still being campy. While still being campy. And RuPaul's just sort of like calling mainstream society out on that. Right. And that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Break it down like that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I see your point, RuPaul. There you go, Ru. All right. Yeah. Are you going to buy his new album? Probably. Butch Queen? Butch Queen? No, thank you. Butch Queen. I'm going to revisit Supermodel of the World. Mm Mm-hmm. You better work. All right. Nice work. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week.